Welcome to the Code Life Podcast with me, Carl Beach, and my very great mate, Nathan Blackaby. Hello, mate. Did you notice I put in a very great mate there? Yeah, only because we've had a little argument. What are we arguing about? <laughs> co-founder piece. Yeah, co-founder of what, mate? We weren't arguing about it. We, a secret project. It will be revealed one yeah, day. Which we came up with together. An absolute genius thing. Mm. Anyway, let's not talk about it. No, was it a row? No, it wasn't a row. It was just a clearing of the air. Yeah. Over who is founder. <laughs> and we agreed co-founders. That's the title we're going with. Co-founders. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're on tour at the moment. And uh, we... Well, Nathan started in Essex. Actually, it was the other way around last time, wasn't it? I had to yeah. come down and yeah, we went yeah, on. Yeah. But you came up and we've been in... Uh, Edinburgh and uh, yep. uh, Sheffield, this is not in order, <laughs> Sunderland, Tyneside, etc. And uh, then we've found our way to Bradford. And one of the great joys, we're actually currently in the Bradford Ibis, the Shipley yeah. Ibis, yes, yes. in the lounge area. And uh, one of the great joys of the tours that we do, because we do do these regularly through the year, is we get to meet up with our mates. And we are currently with... Uh, Gareth from uh, GT Ministries. That's the first time I've actually said that correctly. <laughs> I have a mental block, my friend. You know, I just call it GTM Ministries, <laughs> called it GT Wrestling Ministries. Yeah. But, mate, yeah, so great to have you with us. You're obviously the fellas, many fellas listening to this will know you because of the your involvement in the gathering. Yeah. We've actually known each other a while now, I think, mm-hmm. going back. I can't remember how we met, but we... Through CAP, I think. Okay, through CAP, cool. Yeah. And actually, you're in a little WhatsApp group with me and Blackers and a few other evangelists right. yep. trying to cheer each other along. Um, so, mate, tell us, uh, before we go into how you got to do what you do, what is it, what, tell us about GT Ministries. So what we do with GT Ministries is uh, we're like a, an evangelistic touring pro wrestling company. So we, we've got a base in Bradford at Fountains Church where we run monthly events. Yeah. Um, and we've got a training school there. We're training people how to do the wrestling. Um, but then we also go around churches in the country and we'll be like, hey, look, let's put on a wrestling show. Mm. Smack bang in the middle. We're putting some testimony and a bit of a gospel appeal. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what God does. Um, and we've been doing that for about four years. And just so. to help people get a mental picture of this, when you were at the gathering, you had a world championship fight, I think. Yeah. And um, this is, you're hitting people with chairs, you're, you're slamming people down, flying across the ring. Yeah. It goes outside the ring. There's, there's rough and tumble all over the place. Big load of theatrics around it. Yeah. Lots of calling people out, and mayhem and carnage and, you know, Jesus make a mild stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. It's 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 built for the working class. Like yeah. this is just chaos and madness. Yeah. And then somewhere in there, I'll hit someone with a Bible. You know, like we'll just we'll bring we'll bring the faith yeah. in. And in fact, I've seen you do this. You literally uh, slam people around. They slam you around, and then it comes to the end. You get announced. But the one I saw, you got announced as the winner, and then you just stood up and preached the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. From flat on my back to to stood up straight, which is yeah, what yeah, Jesus yeah. does with us, right? And and what are the outcomes do you see from it? Oh, we, we see people in tears. I, I can literally walk around the ring and I'll be talking to people and certain parts of my story just resonate and hit, yeah. particularly with blokes um, who've been through trauma and stuff in their life. Yeah. And you just see guys just, just crack and open up and you can see them really thinking and pondering and, and just struggling with the emotion that they're feeling. And then yeah. they'll come and talk to me after and they'll be like, 
you know, I came for wrestling, but I found something different here. Um, mm. And, you know, they'll, they'll add me on socials and we'll get talking. Okay. And I've seen loads of people come to faith through this. And it's just for being open and honest about my past. Yeah. But like by standing there in the ring as a champion and as a, as a victor and saying, well, that's because of Jesus. Like the, the parallel that people see in their lives is to go, well, I want that and I don't have that. Yeah. And I can point them through me to Jesus, which is, which is the ultimate goal. Amazing. So how do you, and it is amazing, but how did this come about? Tell us your story a little bit. Um, so, well, particularly with the wrestling stuff, um, when, when I was a kid, I, I went through quite quite a lot of uh, trauma in my childhood. Um, I spoke with a police sergeant once and he called them um, aces in your hand. So, was it adverse childhood experiences, he said. Yeah. Um, so if I had a pack of cards, they'd all be aces. Uh, absolutely mental stuff. So dad left when I was six. Uh, Mum became an alcoholic on the back of that. Um, she used to she used to beat us. Um, I'd often take my brothers round the pubs um, to go find my mum to get the keys. This is all in Bradford, yeah? Uh, Keithley, just outside Keithley, of Bradford. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A little, uh, we lived in a council state called Braithwaite, so like really rough place. Um, and so I'd go around the pubs. Everyone knew us, you know. We've got a, a six-year-old with a four-year-old and a and a two-year-old in tow, which is mental, um, thinking about it like that, going around the pubs to find my mum. And they'd be like, oh yeah, she's, she's in this pub. We'd get the keys, I'd take them home, put them to bed, feed them. My mum would come home drunk about nine, 10 o'clock, mm. I'd feed her, put her to bed. Um, you know, and that'd be like a cup of soup or something. She didn't really ever ask for much, but um, that was normal life for me. I got mm. bullied at school, I, I never, you know, we got, we got baffed once a week. I always smelled, always in the cheap clothes, always in hand-me-downs. Um, you know, always had to kind of think about how much am I feeding my brothers, how much am I feeding me, um, and just looking after them as a, as a young kid mental. Um, and mum would leave us with babysitters on weekends, that would be family friends or be, be cousins or stuff like that. And then um, for about a year, between the ages of seven and eight, I was, I was sexually abused by, by one of my cousins um, quite, quite badly. Um, when I eventually told my mum about that, um, you know, the guy was arrested, he went to prison, um, was found guilty. There's a lot of evidence um, that kind of, you know, physical evidence that, that proved that. Um, and then I got bullied at school for that. Like I went back to school after a second some time off to deal with it. And my brothers had told everyone and I'm getting called bum boy and I'm getting, getting jumped by other kids. And so I had to learn how to fight and scrap. And really for me, I had two escapes as a kid. One was going to see my gran on a Friday night, like just a thick Welsh accent, like Welsh dragon of a woman devout Catholic, more pictures of Mary and Jesus than she had of her own mm. kids in the house. Um, but you know, she, I, that was my escape on a Friday night. And then pro wrestling, I'd go and watch pro wrestling and I'd just get lost in this a world of characters. Wrestling. No, I'd be watching it on, on TV, on Channel 4, like late at night or oh, yeah. on cable. I'd go around my cousins, I'd watch it on cable. I grew up watching uh, Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks on a Saturday night. Yeah, on an IT, yeah, on ITV. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. But that, that had stopped by the time I was a kid. Yeah. Because we're talking, you know, early 90s mid 90s it was yeah, all WWF quite, then. quite old so you had Undertaker <laughs> The Rock Stone Cold Steve Austin Shawn Michaels Bret Hart see now that was all after my time I was proper old school British yeah. out of shape yeah. wrestling yeah. Yeah, yeah these guys were ripped weren't they the mask one that Kendo Nagasaki Kendo. Yeah, yeah from Sheffield he was mm. yeah. no really yeah so so yeah so wrestling wrestling was my escape I'd see these characters and I'd, I'd, I'd emulate them and I'd get lost in this world for a few hours and not think about what's going on at home. Yeah. Um, and then I started play fighting with my cousin and that, you know, a, a completely different cousin just to clear that up. Um, and we'd be do, you know, doing moves off each other off the sofas and like out in the garden, 
you know, climbing ladders and jumping off them and just, just mental crazy stuff. Um, and that, it's always kind of followed me. Um, even in the secondary school, the teachers knew me as the kid who used to just go wrestle on the, on oh. the footy field with his mates and it's just always followed me. Um, and for me, it actually kind of gave me some control of, of some element of my life. It gave me this, this thing that I could own and be like, yeah, this is me. When I'm in this moment and I'm doing this stuff, I'm not that kid, that weak kid who's being taken advantage of. I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm strong, people like me, I'm, I'm winning matches and all this kind of stuff. So it was a massive release. So when did the when did the faith element come into that? Because you have an interesting mix of wrestling and faith. Um, so. they, they both evolved alongside each other, I think okay. is, the, is the fairest way to say it. So to, to move on in my story a bit, when, when I got saved, when I came to know Jesus, I'd, I'd literally just started training like within weeks of that happening oh well so i i already had a what you call a backyard wrestling character so i used to just wrestling in fields with my mates it's all on youtube you can find it it's ridiculous got looking back at it it's crazy um and i, I was crazy gas and i you know i would i'd get hit with doors and smashed with chairs and i'd get cut and I'd be bleeding and be doing stupid hey, how do we find this on youtube oh, just, like gold just, dust. <laughs> just search crazy gas wrestling or Brilliant. Like that. It's all on there. It's all on there. Yeah, yeah, it's mental. Um, and so crazy guys. And uh, well, this is the thing. So, like, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, well, why was I doing all that stupid stuff? It was for attention. It was mm. for I wanted people to to like me. That's what it was. But then when I started training, the the, the training school I went to was in Blackburn. So I used to travel down uh, with a guy I knew um, who I'd met through YouTube put one of these videos up and he got in touch and was like, you've got the stuff you can't teach, which is like the character work and the, you know, the charisma. Yeah. Like you can't really teach that, but we can teach you how to do these moves safely and how to you know, <laughs> not be <laughs> throwing yourself off brick walls and stuff, like, it's mental. Um, and then as, as I evolved and grew in my faith and matured in my faith, I realized quite early on that if I'm gonna become a pro wrestler, that's a platform that God has blessed me with and either I continue being this crazy gas character, which is going to influence young kids to go do stupid stuff, or do I bring something different, not just to the ring, yeah. not just in my character, but like backstage, like how am I acting backstage? You know, all these other guys in wrestling, it's, it's, it's a mixed bunch of people dealing with a lot of heavy stuff. People yeah. are in wrestling for a number of reasons, and a lot of it is ego and pride, and, and you know, wanting to medicate through the adoration of a couple of hundred people in a working men's club on a Friday night and then sinking beers afterwards. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's what they're doing. They're getting that to fix whatever's going on at home, their poor mental health or, or their broken relationships or whatever else, their, their drug problem or their alcohol problem. And so they're going to wrestling and that for them is like the pinnacle of their week versus going out to the pub all night or, you know, get, getting a hit of something. So it's like, you can see, you can see the addiction to it. Yeah, yeah. Where, where it stems from. And a lot of that is just there's no love in their life, you know? Yeah. So, so they both evolved alongside each other. Because he's a, he's a real, you're telling a story. I mean, we don't want to give all the secrets of wrestling away. Yeah. But it, you're telling a story, aren't you? Yeah, you're a storyteller. From bell to bell, you're telling a story. Mm. The whole event tells a story, if it's, if it's booked well. Um, you know, you could go to some wrestling shows and none of it makes any sense whatsoever and they're just matches thrown together. Yeah, that'd be my sort of wrestling. But if you came, if you came to a GT Ministries event, like we, we, we plan everything out, like every, 
every match has its place in the card for a reason. It's all building to a crescendo, which will hopefully then bring across a message. You know, are we telling the message yeah. of forgiveness? Are we telling the message of restoration and redemption? Are we telling the message of, of the resurrection or David and Goliath? Or like, yeah. what, what's the theme that we're bringing through? And so every match kind of plays into that. Tell us just a bit about how you, who led you to Christ and some of the discipleship we've experienced. Because you've obviously come out of a lot of stuff mm. and yet you're quite grounded in your faith. So yeah. some, something somewhere along the line has worked well, as well as your own character, personality, grit, etc. Yeah. Tell us about that. So um, I, I, got, I got saved in worship at St. John's Church in Bradford on Whitfield Road. Um, I, I bumped into a couple of guys who knew my girlfriend at the time and we used to just hang out, eat pizza, drink beer, play Call of Duty, whatever, um, on a Saturday night. And then one morning they said, oh, why don't you come to church with us? And we'd, we'd stayed over, we're both a bit hungover. And we just thought, yeah, sure, whatever. Because I went to a Roman Catholic primary school. Like my nan was a devout Catholic, so I, I kind of knew what to expect at a so church. So there was some basis there. There was a bit of a base there, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. say I experienced faith, no, it wasn't but I personal, knew of it. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't personal, no. It was very ritualistic. I was in the choir at school. Like, I, I could sing in the choir. I went to Lords and did a pilgrimage to Lords, and watched two miles singing Ave Maria over wow. and over and over again. But yeah. none of it meant anything, you know. There was no real deep meaning to any of it. It never clicked. Yeah. But for some reason, in this church, one Sunday morning, hungover, was singing songs about love, and I just find myself absolutely in floods of tears, wow. unable to hold it in, and and trying to put on this hard man act. And then some guy runs up to me after the service, and he goes, "Oh, I know why you were crying." And I'm like, ah, I wasn't crying. He didn't, nah, he didn't see that. And he's like, no, no, I did. I saw you and I can tell you why. I was like, oh, okay, amuse me then. You know, why, why was I crying? And he said it clear as day and it's stuck in me ever since. You just felt love for the first time in your life and you didn't know what to do with it. Wow. Well, that's insightful, guy. Yeah. Wow, amazing. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't even remember who he was. I don't think I ever saw him again. But afterwards he was like, you need to give this church thing a go. Wow. And so I tried. So I tried it. You know, that was that was it for me. I was in. I was in church. Did every anyone week. take you under their wing and start teaching not the Bible? Not at first. Not at first. I, I I think what to go to go into my to go back into my story as to why I then did end up getting someone to come alongside me. So um, so I got saved. A couple of months later, um, the girl I was with, we were already engaged. So we decided to get married, and um, we got married in the church. My grandmother was there, um, and she'd. Um, She'd been suffering with dementia for a couple of years, so the kind of the family had kind of noticed that she wasn't quite herself. And um, she was there for the wedding day, and then the following morning she passed away. So she went home that night and, and just passed away in her right. sleep. And I really struggled with that. Like I, I thought I've become a Christian now. I'm on the winning team. Bad things don't happen, right? Because no one had told me any different. You know, the gospel message wasn't you give your life to Christ yep. and everything's rosy. Um, which, which it wasn't, that wasn't the truth. Bad things still happened and I just couldn't cope with it. I hadn't had any grounding in how to deal with my past. I had no one talking to me about like, you know, what's God's plan for my life and why do these things still happen? None of that got shared with me. So I struggled on my own. And then my wife um, was having an affair and she left me and no. I ended up unemployed and living in a box room with a whole bunch of debt. Um, and and I, felt, I felt like, how can I have gone from this massive high of, you yeah. know, being with Christ, being in a church, being married, to then within six months, like in an absolute mess and a state. And that's when Dave Kendall came and knocked on my door. Okay. And he lives in Australia now, we still chat. Like he, he, wow. he, was, he was the man for me at first who came in and went, 
look, I want to help you get you sorted out. That's amazing, isn't it? The, the power of a bloke getting alongside another bloke and saying, I'll walk with you. Yeah. And actually and, committing to that. And he walked with me. Like, we, we used to go to this pub yeah, called I The Gallopers. They're in there anymore. It's, it's been demolished, unfortunately. But we would go to that pub and we would play a game of pool and we would hash it out. I'd tell him how angry I was, I'd tell him how upset I was, I'd tell him I know yeah. the guy she's sleeping with, I'm going to go around his house and kick his head in. And they'd be like, do you really want to be doing that? Like, what does that say? Like, what, what, like what's that going to accomplish? And like, yeah. he talked me down quite a few times from just solving problems with my fists, which is what I always did. Um, and then he introduced a, a discipleship tool called 12 and a Half Steps to Spiritual Health. It was this book that we went through. It was written by Howard Astin, who was the vicar at the church. Right. Um, and loads of people have gone through it. It's based off the AA model. Yeah. Um, so you go through the steps and you get to like step four or five and you go through um, every bad thing you've ever done and you ask those people to forgive you for what you did. No. But then you also go through everything bad that's happened to you and you try to forgive them. And whether you do that face to face or you send a letter or, or whatever, you know, you do it basically. You yeah. do it. You yeah. do it. You you, write, you works, literally yeah. write out a list, and we spent months on that step. I think you know, mine would take months. Got a lot long list. Yeah. Well, you you would. You just would. I think if most yeah. guys did something like that, they'd realise. Wow, yeah. hang on a minute. There's a lot of stuff. It's like a proper spiritual flush out, mm. basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the whole point Being is, you flushed. keep doing it. Like you do it yearly. You annual, you do an, like an annual checkup. Yeah. And you go back over your list again, you try and, you know, try and fix, try and fix things. So that for me was, was the big turnaround. Cause he, he walked through with me reconciling with my mum, finding my dad and getting yeah, a big relationship, stuff. big stuff. This wasn't someone, small the point stuff. is someone walked with you. Yeah. And that, that's a powerful thing. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. So what's the future hold mate? Um, I, I think it's, it's, it's a little blurry at the minute. I think we've got, obviously we've got the wrestling stuff going really strong. We've got loads of people at the training school. We're seeing people uh, get, just got six guys baptized at Wrestling Church, which we launched last week, yep. last week which is awesome. Um, we're doing really well there. Um, obviously, you know, married with two little girls, like family life yeah, yeah. is really Busy, important. busy. Busy, busy. Um, and I think, um, Potentially looking at church planting, church leadership, ordination yep. within the C of E, kind of still treading that water to kind of see where God's leading us in that. Like, I don't want to commit to anything, but like, I'm you just into the ring in like a robe and a dog collar, couldn't you? Like a <laughs> one, one day, maybe yeah, cool. that, that would be a good visual. Big wrestling it? boots, glitchy wrestling boots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a combo. Yeah. yeah, the big daddy used to wear a big hat or yeah. something, didn't he? Yeah. 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 How do people find your stuff? Where do they go? So Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, we're all over everything. So if you just search uh, GT Ministries UK, yep. it's all the same handle. So if you do that on any social media platform, you'll you'll find it. Um, so if you do that, you'll find it all on there. Or if you just search for Gareth Angel, that's my wrestling name, I link to everything quite regularly. So either one of those that you want to find, you'll you'll connect up with it. Nice one, mate. And uh, depending on when this podcast podcast goes out we'll see you in a field near Swindon you will yes definitely yeah brilliant thanks mate